You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Winning season has officially returned. And with NFL Preseason Live, there are plenty of opportunities to win at MyBookie. Whether you're a season better or a first-timer, MyBookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. To claim your bonus, sign up and use promo code ZABE on your first deposit, and you'll instantly double your money with MyBookie. It's simple. 250 puts $500 in your account, and you can use your funds to bet on as many individual games, contests, or props as you want. Bet on team win totals. Predict the Super Bowl winner. Use the MyBookie Prop Builder to give yourself the edge you need to secure the bag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Today on the Zabecast, it's Andy Poland, the guy I once derisively called Good Enough Andy. A man who knows more Redskins history than anybody. Somebody who loved Chinese food, Tiger Woods, and 60 Minutes on Sundays. And a guy who taught me the word Meshuggah. Your bonus, uncensored 35-minute edition of the Zabecast is locked and loaded. So buckle up and let's go. <laughs> Here we go. And it's a redshirt freshman kicker, Damian Ramos, who might be the most nervous person in the Superdome right now. Boy, to snap, ram with the hole to send it to free football. Snap, spot, blocked! Yeah! 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 It's yeah! No yeah! It's blocked! Shaheen Brown got his mitt on it! And there was the Florida State radio call last night, Andy. God darn it if football isn't the best thing ever. You know, we, we spent the offseason wringing our hands about conference realignment and the transfer portal, but <laughs> damn, the game delivers, doesn't it? At the end of the day, it is still high drama. And at the college level, you never know what's going to happen because special teams are just such a wild ride. Like, even at the biggest colleges, I mean, LSU can afford to go out, recruit, and get a top-flight kicker and a holder and a snapper, but they can't guarantee they'll get a PAT off when they need it the most. Well, I mean, this this is not a new story. I mean, this goes back, like, when Florida State had those great teams under Bobby Bowden, and every year they would play Miami. Wide and right. They would, yeah, wide right. And you'd think – you know, Florida State could get the best kicker in the land, but uh, they never really could. I guess one year they did, 
Um, a guy named Bentley, I think was his name. Scott but Bentley. The, he was a Redskin briefly, if I recall. Yes, he was. Uh, but that's about it. <laughs> that yeah. was like one of the five kicker years that happened mm-hmm. around 2000, I believe. That's that might right. have been that's the Eddie right. Murray year. Yeah, yeah. I think Eddie Murray showed up, and uh, and that's that's when he famously was asked to kick a 49-yard field goal, and the holder said he can't kick it that far, and Dorf Turner said, Set it out anyway. there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, did you enjoy the one weekend that college football gets the entire stage to itself? I did, and, uh, you know, as, as time has gone on, uh, I have become more and more of a college football wow. watcher. Yeah, uh, and I, I just love, like, the uh, the 3.30 game, which always seems to feature Alabama. Um, sure. You know, Vern Lundquist did that for many years. Um, I watched a lot of the uh, Ohio State-Notre Dame game on Saturday evening. And, uh, and what do you think Chris of that Fowler one? Chris was watching. Did no, you I en- thought – did you enjoy it? Was it a good game? No, I don't think it was a good game, but it was interesting to see Ohio State, a big favorite, really couldn't get off the ground until the second half. And I was really amazed at how Chris Fowler was blowing call after call after call. I mean, I Whoa. could see clearly on my TV Whoa. what was going on. I don't know where he was watching it, but he, <laughs> he was blowing everything. Maybe he had a bad seat in the press box. Maybe it was too high up. Maybe he I wasn't relying on his spotter enough. I, have no I think idea. Fowler's pretty good at this point. Yeah. Not He's, great, but just pretty good. I do miss Uncle Brent badly. Yeah. Brent and Vern, they were they they brought such gravity to these games. And I still think of Fowler as the guy who used to do that high school show. Oh my on god. ESPN, like You're going way back. Way <laughs> <Yeah>. back. <laughs> well, it's funny because uh, my mom who's probably listening right now. Hi mom. How are you? Hi, Mom. Uh, picked me up at the airport yesterday, and we were chatting on the ride home and said, you know, I tried, she goes, I try to watch some of that college football. I don't know, Stephen. It's just not as good as the NFL. And I'm like, what do you mean, Mom? She goes, oh, you know, they're smaller and they make more mistakes. And I'm like, yeah, that's the way it goes. It's still pretty high level. And the drama with all the fans, that's what makes it so spicy is the packed stadiums, the jump arounds at Wisconsin, uh, the, the other sing-alongs like Florida did a sing-along to won't back down where the whole stadium was singing along and it was pretty darn electric. Right. And, and you also have now the option of like 15 games at any one time. And they range so greatly like, for example, uh, how Iowa won their game against South Dakota State, <laughs> scoring seven the hard way. Seven that the hard, hard seven, two safeties and a field goal against yeah. South Dakota State. Now, look, the Jackrabbits may be a credible program, one double A, but come on now. Oh no! But the, and then and then you flip over and you see what North Carolina is doing against Appalachian State. And there's like 60 points scored in the fourth quarter. I mean, it's just incredible. Right. Here here was the uh, sing-along at Florida to won't back down, which now stadiums, different schools are getting like their own sing-alongs, basically. Oh, hold on a second.
So you got that. Uh, Michigan does Mr. Brightside, which yeah. is like a stadium sing-along. And the only thing that I hate now is that schools and game ops managers are blatantly stealing ideas because Nebraska stole the outstanding Edwin Diaz entrance music with Timmy Trumpet for their game this weekend. Did you see that? No, I did not. I uh, I was you... not really interested in watching Nebraska this week. <laughs> okay, but it, it might have shown up on your uh, social media. Mm, didn't see it. No, they. Uh, you, you forget. Do you know? To mention... Do you know the Edwin Diaz entrance song though? No, I don't. I you I don't. Do know, well, I mean, if I hear it, maybe it'll sound familiar, but I don't know it it's, by name. It was like one of the hottest. It's like one of the hottest things going right now in sports closer edwin diaz for the mets and he comes into this song by a, an artist named timmy yeah. trumpet i've and, heard of this yes. okay <laughs> all right here you go it's with uh, narco he struck a mess on the ball game is awfully impressive performance from edwin diaz edwin diaz ridiculous Well, jump around is great, but here's the thing. Nobody has yet tried to steal jump around. They may play House of Pain in their stadium, but nobody has said, hey, let's do this as a tradition. Everybody jump around. That is a uniquely Wisconsin thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's great, and uh, and and some of the kids when I was there, I don't know whether this is true or not, but right. they say for like a big game, sometimes it registers like a minor earthquake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so here we go in the NFL. Week one is upon us. Let the circus begin. Get your story straight. We got the Rams going for a repeat. Can the Bengals avoid the runner-up jinx? Normally, the last ten years or so, the Super Bowl loser. Mm-hmm has crashed and burned the following year. Will Tom Brady regret his unretirement? Put a pin in that for a second. Can Aaron Rodgers make a meal out of leftover wide receivers? How dangerous will Wilson be in Denver? And will Baker serve his Bengals or his Browns revenge? God, my voice. Was that a big weekend, huh? (laughs) No, I have very bad GERD. Very bad GERD that has got to be dealt with. Uh, will Will Baker Mayfield serve as Brown's revenge in week number one? Hot, cold, or not at all? The fabulous episodic reality show about quarterbacks begins this week. What are you most excited about for the upcoming NFL season? I am uh, really interested in what Joe Burrow is going to do with the Bengals. I've, I've read some things about him that he is tracking in a way that very few uh, have ever done this early in their careers. And he's got this understanding of the game that is maybe second to none. Right. And he's taken, you know, he's he's dragged along a, a franchise that's got no business, you know, thinking about Super Bowls. He's that good. And if, if they can, you know, get out of his way and give him enough that he needs, because he's never had a good offensive line, right? And, and, and he's still not in, not in particular, no. Yeah, he's, he's got a team that is capable of going back to the Super Bowl. Now, you mentioned the Super Bowl jinx. Yeah, maybe so. But they also may have a team that's capable of winning it all. Yeah. 
he's really, really good. And how lucky is the Bengal are the Bengals that they got a guy who's from Ohio and loves being in Ohio. You know what I mean? Yeah. They could have yeah. got a quarterback of this caliber who's like, okay, fine, I'm kicking ass in the NFL, but fuck him in Cincinnati. Like, I don't yeah. want to be in this market. I don't want to be in Ohio. I want to be in California. I want to be in Florida. You know, sort of the NBA mentality. They don't have that. Yeah, I, they got an Ohio kid who loves to be in Ohio. And I don't know if he was at the LSU game the other night, but he was at the Ohio State game. And that's a school that said, no, sorry, uh, we, you, you're you not going to start here. And then he went off to LSU and had maybe the greatest season ever. Well, he, so could, I think, he know, couldn't beat out Dwayne Haskins. Rest in well, peace. Yeah, what do you mean, but, no. You know, Maybe he should have, and if he did, you know, maybe they'd have won it all. Who knows? Well, I think the story was that at the college level, Haskins was just better at that moment in time. At that yeah. moment in time. You're saying they screwed up on that one. Ur- Urban Meyer made that choice. Now, he had great success in college, but the story I read was the reason he favored uh, Dwayne Haskins over Burrow is that Burrow had other interests. He had played some basketball in high school and, and Haskins, which I think was, was part of his issue was he was programmed to be just football, right. uh, concentrated on that and Meyer liked that better. Right. Meanwhile, Tom Brady and his storybook Ooh. marriage to Giselle Bunchen, the girl Ooh. from Ipaniva, the well, super, <laughs> what? When I read the New York Post story and I put two and two together, I looked at that and said, oh, yeah, got to be. When a guy says, and uh, I've been married a long time, when a guy says, hey, I'm 45 years old, I got a lot of S going on, uh, that's that's more than just, you know, uh, I had to take the kids to school or whatever. That And he looked terrible, by the way, he looked terrible. He looked also, very gaunt, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Also, like he hadn't uh, eaten or slept in a few days. Yep. And and you think back to when he played the playoff game against the Rams and Giselle had all the kids up in the box as if to say, okay, one last this look is at daddy it. while he plays football and right. we're out of here. And yeah. And coming back has, has, I think, caused a real rift there. They have reportedly stopped work on a $17 million mansion in mm-hmm. Miami. And according to a new report, uh, Giselle has fled Florida with the kids now that mm. the season is about to begin. Yep. If all of this is true, who are you, whose team are you on? Team Tom or Team Giselle? Oh, I'm on Team Tom. Well, good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. You know, a, a man should be able to do what he wants to do for a living. Now, if he did make an agreement before the playoff game with the Rams that that season would be his last, no matter what, and he reneged on it, well, she's got a she's got a case. But he loves to play football. He's still really, really good at it, and he's one of just what five or six who's at that level. Um, and you know, it, it's not going to be there forever. So if he can play another few years, and he really wants to. I think he should. Here's what I don't understand. Aside from perhaps her fears of him getting terribly injured, which I think is fading as the way the NFL continues to hem in the rules, right? Mm -hmm. Aside from that, just let him do what he loves to do. 
Don't pull this shit about you were supposed to be with the kids. He's with the kids six months out of the year. Yeah. Way more than most working men in America. And even when he's playing football, he can still be around the kids a lot. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, Giselle, now she makes more money than he does or did at one point. So money is never an issue. But there are guys out there who have families with kids who have to work two jobs, sometimes three, just to put food on the table. Right. And are, are their wives saying, oh, you're not spending enough time with the kids? No. They're happy that there's there's enough to eat. There's a roof over their heads. Yeah. So I, I don't I don't really have sympathy for her. I, 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 I don't either. I'm on Team Tom in this, is this regard. Meanwhile, Jason Peters is coming out of retirement at age 40 to be the <laughs> Cowboys' pinch-hitting left tackle. I did not know the most amazing nuggets about his career until I read this thread from our friend Ross Tucker, journeyman offensive lineman, former Redskin, former Bill, former several other teams. Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, did you read the Ross Tucker thread on Jason Peters? Okay. What did he say? Get a load of this. The Bills signed him as a 320-pound undrafted free agent tight end tight end they release him at first cut down to 65 i asked him why he was still hanging out in the team hotel he said he was coming back on the practice squad midway through the season they promoted him to the active roster and he immediately became a force on special teams (laughs) and as a blocking tight end he was on the kickoff team at 320 he actually blocked a punt and recovered it for a touchdown in a big game against the Bengals. i knew none of this by the way Later in the year, says Tucker, they had him come on the O-line for one-on-ones against the DL. He had never done it before. He was better, says Tucker, in five seconds than I was in 15 years. I couldn't believe it. Nobody could beat him. Nobody. He didn't even know what he was doing. It was nuts. This will now be his 19th season in the NFL, says Tucker. He'll turn 41 during the playoffs. He's made over $117 million, and I don't feel as bad about him being better immediately than I had been my entire life anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's incredible. Did you know all that about Jason Peters? Because I had no idea. I, I did not, and you know that's that shows you the anonymity of offensive linemen. But clearly, he is an unbelievable athlete. You know, people talk about Trent Williams in that way, and we're more aware of it because he played here. But yeah, just because they're they're big guys, doesn't mean they're not great athletes. And obviously, he is. Right. All right. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we have the college uh, playoffs going to twelve teams. In the future, they're not sure if it's going to be next season or the season after that. Do you see any problems, anything that the lords of college football might be overlooking as to this dramatic and rapid expansion? Yes. Uh, And by the way, from what I've read at the moment, it's scheduled to start for the 2026 season. It could start as early as 20. as early okay. as 2024. Right. So so we do have at least two more years of this. And I think I think it will start early because there's more money. But I think it's going to stink. Because <laughs> why? the problem is, here's why. Because we have four now, and usually the semifinals are terrible. They're blowout games. True. So until you get to the final, and unlike the NCAA tournament, 
where you have multiple games going on at once, and if one of them stinks, you can go to the other. You don't have that. These are going to be standalone games. It's not like a usual Saturday afternoon where I just you know talked earlier about 15 games on at once that you can pop around to. So you're going to be stuck with some dog games. You may sit down to watch a game that may be out of hand by the second quarter. Are you going to stay with it for the second half? Probably not. So you're going to have a lot of dog games there, I think. Okay. I, 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 you know, I understand, I understand the money, but it's, it's not going to be a lot of great football. All right, but how about this? How about the fact that you're going to at least separate the top four teams? So in other words, the big battleships will be put yeah. aside, and then the lower eight teams will actually produce some competitive contests, I believe. Okay, maybe, but, but as we've seen from the big four, we usually get a separated out big two pretty clearly. Like, like, you know, the team that loses in the semifinals really doesn't make a case that, hey, you know, if we'd have gotten a shot at the national championship, we could have won. No, they're, they're usually lopsided games. So, uh, you know, it's going to be more football. It's going to be more television product. It's going to be more stuff to bet on. But I don't think we're going to see a hell of a lot of great games there. I really don't. And do you think 12 is the final resting spot or could they expand it even more? If there's more money to be had, they'll expand it even more. Wow, we will always talk with our television partners to see if there's any interest in perhaps more product. Absolutely. You know, it's double-edged now. It's it's, because live sports is pretty much propping up network television now. And with more stuff to bet on, that's more product that people can, you know, make money doing that as well. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it seems to me... Like, I think, I think you're right. The semis are going to be every bit as bad as they were before. In fact, they might even be worse because mm-hmm. the top teams will be fed lower teams that have just been through a really tough playoff game the week before. Right. But the lower-rung play-in games will be competitive. They will be interesting. And, okay. and with, with 12 spots in the playoffs, any program that makes that playoff hangs a banner. And it becomes a big deal. Like I look at it as far as Wisconsin goes. If Wisconsin Wisconsin could make a twelve team playoff, and for right. them that would be a huge, massive hang a banner accomplishment. Right, but they've they've already got a great successful football program. Right, you're, but you're they talking. know, but they know at Wisconsin that they're cruising not at thirty thousand feet of altitude. They're not because in. they don't have enough speed. Yeah, they're no, they're, a, yeah. they're a grinded out kind of program right. i know that or depth they know they know they're on that not on that top tier so just it'd be like getting into a party where you're not at the head table per se <laughs> but you're in the party you're in the party okay yeah so you can take selfies with the stars <laughs> <laughs> you can go over to nick saban a uh, coach you mind if i get a selfie with you <laughs> well you can brag and say i was i was in a i was at a party with p diddy Oh, did you get to talk to him? No, actually, but I saw him from afar. See, here's a photo. Can you see his head behind security? Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much the way it's going to be. And oh, what do you know? Look who's in the championship. Why? It's Alabama and Georgia. After 12 teams, how did we get down to this? I can't believe it. Right. Winning season has officially returned. And with NFL preseason live, there are plenty of opportunities to win at MyBookie. Whether you're a season better or a first timer, MyBookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus up to a thousand bucks. To claim your bonus, sign up and use promo code ZABE on your first deposit and you'll instantly double your money with MyBookie. 
It's simple. 250 puts $500 in your account, and you can use your funds to bet on as many individual games, contests, or props as you want. Bet on team win totals. Predict the Super Bowl winner. Use the MyBookie Prop Builder to give yourself the edge you need to secure the bag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For this next story, I'm going to try to restrain my rampant anti-Aikman bias as much as I can. Oh, but I know holy, holy oh, shit, yeah. do I have a problem with this. Troy Aikman was on a podcast with our friend Andrew Marchand. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, John Oran is our friend. I do know Andrew Marchand. They do a podcast together, Marchand and Orand, about sports media. And Aikman described what he thinks was an unfortunate parting of the ways with Fox because executive producer Eric Shanks, or VP of Programming, or whatever his title is, did not have a proper conversation with Aikman before he walked out the door and into a $92 million deal with ESPN. Well, I never had a conversation with with Eric Shanks until he called to congratulate me on the ESPN contract. Uh, I asked him specifically for some comments that I had heard that had circulated, had gotten back to me, and he refused to answer those questions. And uh, Joe had asked him the, the same questions as to how did we get here? Uh, and he refused to answer those questions as well. So what the fuck is he under subpoena? Oh, I got to <laughs> answer questions from you about, Hey man, I heard some things circulating. Shut the fuck up. You just broke the bank at $18 million a year. Fox looked at that number and said, fine, leave. We're not paying you that much money. We're Fox. We're not ESPN that gets a per subscriber fee. Okay. We don't have infinity money. Goodbye. Sorry. I'm yelling. Aren't I yelling? Yeah. But not only that, Fox said, you know what? We're going to replace you with a basically unknown tight end who played in Carolina. And Greg Olson. Olson. Right. You know what? You know what, Troy? People are going to watch the games. Right. They're going to watch the games. And if you were still with us and you got a season-long case of laryngitis, they would still watch the games. <laughs> uh, that's why I say that 
you know, there may not ever be any clarity uh, from my perspective. Who cares? Exactly Who cares? Um, you know, I was an employee of theirs for 21 years. I was an employee oh. of theirs for 21 was, years. Why, I, you, I you dutifully logged, you walked into work and you put your punch card in and you brought your lunch bill. Fuck you. You made millions of dollars. I feel yeah. like I did. How about, how about the other side? They kept you around for 21 years. When you never said anything interesting no. or entertaining all of those years. No, you said good job a million times every broadcast. Asked of me, I, don't, yeah. I don't feel like I ever gave them uh, anything to complain about or be upset about. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, so be it. I think. Uh, so be it. Well, why are you talking about it then? I use the word disappointing. I think that's the, the biggest thing for me. Disappointing. They should have told you, Troy, you're vastly overrated, and I'm glad you got all that money. We would have never paid you that much. And if you right. weren't such a diva when you were here, we would have had somebody try to coach you out of saying good job every two plays, you <laughs> dipwad. I, I just think that uh, it's not hard just to have a conversation. And if you if you have a position, that's fine. Yeah, the position is the door. Walk through it. Position is here's your contract. You signed it. Honor it. If we offer you another one, say thank you. Right. That's it. Somebody has to be at fault for for feeling a certain way or or taking a stand. Just communicate that. And I think that's the biggest disappointment that I took from it. But with all that being said, I couldn't be more excited uh, to be at ESPN and see how someone else does it. And what I've seen is they do it a lot differently. And it's oh. been yeah, they do. Yeah, okay. and, and for most people, by the way, Troy, when you take that job, they put you through the car wash. They make you do right. some radio show at seven o'clock in the PTI, evening. PTI around the horn. It's yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Do you think he's going to be made to do any of that for eighteen million so. a year? No, no fucking chance. And, and do you hear, by the way, what Joe what Joe Buck I think gets in a little more? Buck said <laughs> that he was at a resort having dinner. And uh, Tony Romo walked by his table table and said two words, you're welcome, and continued to walk. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, because yeah, that's what it really was. I get, the the sense, yeah. I get the sense that neither Buck nor Aikman really wanted to leave Fox, especially no. Buck because he had to give up the World Series. And mm. yet they did because the money was just too much more money. Right? It's like the live tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is like the live tour. Funny how that yeah. is. Uh, by the way, did you watch any of the live tour this weekend? Not not a second of it. Why not? Because I wasn't interested. Uh, I heard he, Dustin Johnson hit a big putt to win. <laughs> he did. You know why I didn't watch it, Andy? Because it's not on TV yet. Oh, okay. It's no, on YouTube. College football. It's on yeah, YouTube right now. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. The thought of me going to YouTube <laughs> to watch golf that doesn't involve Tiger Woods. Good luck with that. Now, you know that one of the big things is that they have decided to allow players to wear shorts on the live tour during competition. And this they week, they had a bunch of guys say, don't mind if I do, including Mickelson. Now, I know mm-hmm. you're not a huge traditionalist and you don't care about golf. But me personally, I think this just makes the entire live, you know, exhibition circuit look even more like a clown show. Pro golfers do not look like pros when they're wearing shorts, period. End of story. What's your thought? Well, 
uh, I, 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 you know, having played, not I haven't even played around, but having gone out, <laughs> hit balls, uh, I'm much more comfortable in shorts. Well, of course, I'm and, just asking though, as you see guys, pro golfers in shorts, what do you think? I think it makes sense. Uh, I remember being. Does it look of- professional? I don't care. It looks fine. Shorts. <laughs> I, I, when the I, when the when the Chicago White Sox wore shorts for one game back in no, the eighties, that, that looks stupid. That that was that was a stupid look. Plus, okay. when you slide, you tear your legs all off. Yeah, yeah, that, that that wasn't good. But I remember being out at the Kemper Open, and it was a typical Washington day where it was sweltering hot. Degrees. Yes. And, and humidity, and I saw big, fat John Daly out there, and I thought, oh, God, he's just going to melt right here. Give that man some shorts. At least let him cool <laughs> off a little bit. I don't think the shorts would have helped a whole lot with him. I will say this. Mickelson did get a jab in on the PGA Tour because they did find a lot more money as the player defections kept coming. Take a listen to Phil. As he once again finished like T-25, he has done nothing, by the way, uh, on this new tour. He's not even competitive in a short pool of players. Fans are, are getting a lot of benefit out of this, and the, all golfers, all professional golfers are getting a lot of benefit. The guys on the tour are playing for a lot more money. It's great that they magically found a couple hundred million. That's awesome. And then- oh, wow. Great that they magically found a couple hundred million dollars. Yeah, how did they find that, Phil? Uh, how many <laughs> dead bodies did they have to pull off the pile to find it? <laughs> All right, a couple more, and then we'll finish with 10 quick questions for Andy Poland. You're not on trial today, but you may not plead the fifth. I got 10 quick ones for you, all right? All right. Okay, before we get to that, uh, the Patriots are going to Miami today for their season opener against the Dolphins. That's five days early. When asked about it, Belichick was vague, saying it was a combination of factors, but didn't elaborate and said they're just going to go early. Like, this is unprecedented to take a road trip this early in week one. What's going on? Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. And 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 uh, it has happened that teams will go out to the West Coast early, but the same time zone right. uh, doesn't make sense. And, yeah, it's going to be hotter in Miami, but, you know, it's not like it's been, you know, 50 degrees in New England all this time. <laughs> right. Doesn't make sense. Could he have pulled a Stanley from the office? Uh, I didn't watch enough of The Office to know what Did you Stanley watch would have any done. of The Office? Just a few episodes. Okay, there was one episode late in the run of the show when it started to fall apart once they brought in the Sabre merger uh, storyline in which they get a uh, an office trip to Miami and Stanley mm-hmm. decides he's going to make the most of it. Whoa, Stanley. Did you just come back from burning down a rival nightclub? Laugh it up, Albert. I'm in Florida for a month without my family. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy this. He's got a convertible. You can work the iPod. Yes. iPod. You're a nice guy, Jim, but you have no idea how to vacation. Find some Kenny Loggins. Loggins and Messina. Did I say Messina? <laughs> Did I say Messina? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's weird that he's going there so early. I, I, do you think it'll be any advantage? I guess if they play great or if they play poorly, the media talking heads on Monday will be all about, see, it worked, or see, he's an idiot. 
Yeah, or or you know maybe Belichick, who's pushing seventy, feels a pull to Miami like other old retirees. I don't know. Uh, maybe that's the case. Okay, ten pointed questions. Here we go. Not on trial, but you may not plead the fifth. Question number one: Are you playing fantasy football this year? No. Why not? I've never played it. Okay, and no interest to start. None. All right. Number two: Are you getting the fall coronavirus super booster? If it's made available, yes, I will get it. I've had four so far. If there's a fifth, I'll be happy to wow. take it. Wow. Well, they got they got the fifth one coming. It's the Super Booster, which Good. supposedly combats variants BA4 and BA5. Fabulous, because okay. I have not yet gotten the coronavirus. Okay. You're a very healthy fellow, though. I don't know I don't, if it would have. But, but I, okay. I'm not, I'm not, uh, not going to play any games. If it's available, I want it. All right. Question number three. Have you finally forsaken the myth of charcoal over gas when it comes to grilling absolutely not i grill usually once a week with charcoal and i love it all right uh number four how many college or nfl games do you plan to attend this fall uh one nfl game with you the packer game and uh i'm not sure about college okay maybe maybe a maryland game or two i'm not sure okay uh number five did you see the hot u.s open beer chug girl and can you trust a girl like that? Uh, are you asking for, for dating purposes? I'm just saying, just... did you see her? There was a very hot yes, I did. girl. And she, she chugged attractive. a beer a year ago in like record time. They put her up on the Jumbotron. She stood up again this year, a year later, and beat her chugging time from last year. Yeah, yeah. I think she would start out as a pretty fun date, but as the <laughs> evening would go on, she might become quite dangerous. <laughs> Does being bored build character as a kid? Being bored. Yes. Um, I you ever I heard don't of know. comedian? You ever heard of comedian Sebastian Maniscalco? I've heard the yeah, name. Yeah, I don't know his work. Group. No. Stanley. Oh, hold on a second. Hold on. I got two things playing. So this was uh, Sebastian Maniscalco, a little walk and talk video on social media. This goes out to all the parents out there. I got a five-year-old and I got a three-year-old, and my entire existence revolves around pick up and drop off. <laughs> That's, all That's all I do. Pick up, drop off. <laughs> gymnastics now. My wife inside. Now we're going to sit there and half-watch our kids do tumbling. The way I look at it, if no one's exhibiting any type of Mary Lou Retton talent, take them out. It's over. <laughs> take them out. What are we going to do? <laughs> Keep them in here so they got something to do? Growing up, I had nothing to do. Bored out of my fucking mind. And I somehow managed. <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny, right? He's not entirely wrong, is he? Yeah, it, it's true. I mean, uh, we had no social media in those days. Uh, TV was limited. In fact, my mother used to limit my TV. Uh, I only played Little League Baseball. I didn't play soccer or any of that stuff. So, yeah, there there was a lot of time where I wasn't really doing anything. I was supposed to read, but I didn't really do a lot of that uh, those days. So, yeah, I guess I did spend some bored time. Bored, boredom spurs creativity. Boredom yeah. spurs collaboration with other kids who are also bored. It's not the worst mm-hmm. thing in the world. Question seven. Francis Tiafo, College Park's own, defeats mm-hmm. the great Rafa Nadal to get into the quarters 
at the U.S. Open. He's the first American man into the U.S. Open quarters in a decade, in 10 years. A decade, that's right, a decade, 10 mm-hmm. years. What's happened to American men's tennis? Oh, it's 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 completely dead, and uh, and he is he is an outlier, and he knocks. Off, I watched most of that match, and he was terrific. Uh, a lot of energy, and uh, I think you know, does he have a chance to be a dominant player? Probably not. But with the state of American tennis, uh, he's he's a shining light. By the way, speaking of that, if you have not seen it on Showtime, the John McEnroe documentary is Ooh. fabulous. Ooh. Okay, I'll check it out. Question eight: What's the favorite? What's your favorite pair of shoes you own? A uh, pair of New Balance uh, trail running sneakers. I don't run in them, but I wear them almost all the time. Of course you do. Question nine: Is ESPN chasing its tail with the hip young musicians on College Game Day, like Jack Harlow, who was a complete zilch this weekend oh, yeah. picking games? That that was that was awful, and 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 they're also. Um, trotting out Lee Corso, who oh I'm God, sorry. Andy. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, that was awful. It's yeah, bad. Terrible. It's bad. It's uh, it's as bad as when uh, Sam Huff was hanging on by a thread with the Redskins broadcast, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, right well, he, was, he had dementia. Uh, well, I know. Well, what does Corso have? Corso has had a stroke a few years ago, and he's having trouble articulating things, right. but it's, it's, it's tough to watch. Yeah. And then finally, whose side do you have in the Kanye versus Adidas beef? He's threatening to Ooh. sue Adidas to the moon and back. He already had a dance with Nike. Nike said, you're crazy, and they got out of the Kanye business. Whose side are you on, Team Kanye or Team Adidas? Well, if, if, it's almost like, you know, if, if if you dance with the devil, this is what you get. So I, I, I kind of blame Adidas on this for getting involved with him in the first place. All right, very good. Andy, the great thrill ride has begun. Buckle in. I can't wait to share it with you. It's going to be fun, brother. As an NFL player once said to Sal Palantonio, can't wait. Can't wait. All right, buddy. See you next week. See ya. There you go. All right. That's it for today. Hope you had a great long weekend. Enjoy this short, quick ride to Thursday night. Football Friday here on the Zabecast is going to feature the original, genuine, you are looking live with myself, Scott, and Solly. In person, at least 50% of the time, I'll record it on Thursdays with them. I'll travel all the way out to Scott's driveway when I'm in the D.C. area, and I'll figure out a way to do it in a quality manner remotely for the weeks that I am not. We'll have Mr. X on Fridays as well, plus another special feature or two to get you set for Friday football. So do subscribe. Go to zabe.com slash premium. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. Lord Football is back, and we will see you next time. Winning season has officially returned, and with NFL Preseason Live, there are plenty of opportunities to win at MyBookie. Whether you're a seasoned better or a first-timer, MyBookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. To claim your bonus, sign up and use promo code ZABE on your first deposit, and you'll instantly double your money with MyBookie. 
It's simple. 250 puts $500 in your account, and you can use your funds to bet on as many individual games, contests, or props as you want. Bet on team win totals. Predict the Super Bowl winner. Use the MyBookie Prop Builder to give yourself the edge you need to secure the bag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.